So now we got to continue. We gonna we gonna run back the conversation sure, no, we just yeah, had because that was dope. Welcome to Owning the Masters, a podcast where we discuss business, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle for the culture. I'm your host, Be the Boss. What's up? We back with another episode. And I got another special guest here, but this one's really special because we're getting to run this back. But we running it back, and y'all never seen it, but we running it back. <laughs> <laughs> this really just say we did it for real, for real. <laughs> so my special guest, we got... Talib Faisal, owner of Phases by Faisal. Oh, I got it on the right side, but it's all the right side. <laughs> it's all the right it's side. It's all the right real, side real. for real. <laughs> so, and this is lit. I got apple crisp mango. Yep. And she's enjoying it too. She's, I she am. likes it a lot. She got the emerald last time. I am. Which one do you like more? Don't make me do that. No, nah, for real. Which one do you like more? I kind of like this one. That's when you, yeah, kind of take like a mimosa like almost a little it bit, It does. Right? Mm-hmm. It'll trick you. No, facts, for sure. He makes his own vodka, y'all. Yeah. He makes your drinks. We ferment and distill and wash your own vodka, man. It's not Tito's. It's not Ciroc. It's phases, you feel me? So um, come shop. <laughs> yeah, and it literally tastes like juice because the slogan is, it's, it's just, just juice. Whole <laughs> <laughs> time it's funny, man, because it's like a lot of people don't even know like where that even came from, bro. Um. The, the slogan is just juice actually came from like a flip on an insult, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. somebody was trying to be insulting and, and like trying to disrespect. So we just took it and we and we molded it into a branding marketing scheme. And uh, yeah, now you're up with the whole city saying it, you know what I'm saying? Now what? Exactly. Now what? Yeah. Now what? Mm-hmm. Because in real life, though, it's just juice. It's just juice. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just juice, right? It's juice you got to be careful with. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's juice you got to be careful with. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely want to chug this bottle. And. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm feeling it already. Definitely had somebody <laughs> chug a whole sapphire once and uh, end up into a car accident on the highway. And um, they're still dealing with that DUI to this day. So. Don't do it. Drink We're not advocating please. drinking and driving. No, we drink don't advocate that at all. Yeah, please drink, drink responsibly. You know what I'm saying? We want you to have a good time. We want you to enjoy yourselves, but be smart about it. Don't be an idiot about it. Feel me? You know what I'm saying? Don't be stupid. Yeah, don't be stupid. So, like I said, we actually shot, we did our first interview in 2021, mm-hmm. back when you were first getting started. Yeah. And yeah. it just disappeared for some reason, I guess. That's the thing, bro. I don't know what it is, bro, but whenever I do interviews with people, like, they just end up being deleted or never dropped, bro. I don't know. And I'm like, is this something I said? I just always... No, legit, we never got the episode. Which is crazy, bro. Which is crazy. I don't know how that happens. It got lost in the ether. Yeah, well... So I'm glad. I'm just glad that you decided to come back. Oh, yeah, of course. you was already on the list. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, we got to run that back. For sure, yeah. I was going to come back regardless. The first interview we did was so dope. It was so lit. It was. It was so dope. We were so talking we, about everything. It was dope. We were. We had to run this back. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for coming. Of course. Of course. And man. introduce your guest. Yeah. So this right here is uh, my longtime uh, friend and family member, Dominic Patterson. Um, he, handles, he handles the financials. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Team. But, uh, you know, he's also funny as fuck. So. I'm just some guy. <laughs> he might say he might say some unhinged shit during this podcast. Don't mind him. He's he's a little uh, not all the way there. Wow. <laughs> That's okay. I'm literally it. just some guy in a chair, bro. That's and, yeah. Okay. You're some guy in a chair wearing black Air Forces. Yeah. You know is what? that black Air Air Force energy? It is. 
at all times. At all times. I had three pairs of black Air Forces, but we're not going to talk about this that. This man walked up to my door the other day and said, I could kick this door down. And I'm just like, why is that a thought in your head? Because <laughs> he got black Air Force energy. He, bro said, yeah, I could kick this door down. I'm like, bro, nobody asked. <laughs> nobody asked if you could do that, bro. So basically he does finances and security. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like that. The secret he's, the mm-hmm. he's the muscle. He's the muscle. I'm the muscle. <laughs> you want to arm wrestle me right now? <laughs> why? Why face was trying to arm wrestle everybody Man, and look, then bro, let me win? I gotta test my mic. <laughs> you can't let me win though. I'm I need a, I need fair competition. I'm man. I'm her. I just wanna I just wanna boost your self esteem at all costs. Feel me? It only boosts my self esteem when it's an actual competition. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Well, in that case, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You, you <laughs> but lose. but you know what? I would try for that L though. Yeah, I At know. At least I'd be able to put the work in and be like, you know, but I lost. No, I respect though. that. I respect that. I don't know what it is with my female friends loss. feeling like they can beat me in an arm wrestle. I don't know what it is, bro. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, you think I'm a bitch or something? Like, it's the craziest thing in the world, bro. It just blows me. It blows my mind. I don't think I could win because my arms are little. But yeah, you a little, you a little tiny, a little lightweight for sure. I am. Yeah, I am. You're like a probably like ninety pounds. Honey soaking wet, probably. 120, 130, cat, bro. You don't, <laughs> cat, bro, cat. I'm not going past. I'm that. like 155. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was, I wasn't gonna <laughs> entertain the delusion any longer, bro. I was like, nah, we're not doing this. We're I'm like 155, this. but that's okay. For sure, for sure. I, I know where to put it. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, we like, we as long like as that. It's in the right spot. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Yeah, we respect that. So <laughs> I want to talk about first. We we talk about business first. For sure, absolutely, as we should. I want to talk about your journey till now okay like how you got started and then like where you are now for sure yeah so um for those of you guys that don't know phases by Faisal again it's uh i'll repeat myself it's my own fermented distilled wash vodka um the whole basis of how everything started was trying to turn my vice into a virtue um back in 2019 i struggled with alcoholism uh really really bad man i'm talking like i'm taking it to work you know what i'm saying like i'm down to fifths every day it's bad it's all good so i wanted to try to see if i could put that negativity into something more productive you know what i'm saying so i'm like fuck it instead of like me getting drunk every day i'm gonna get you niggas drunk feel me mm-hmm. so like you know a key element that was missing from like hip-hop shows back in the day was the liquor like niggas wasn't doing like jungle juice or nothing like that so i'm just like all right let me let me attack this angle and see if i could flip into a bag and i was able to attack that market because it was non-existent you know what i'm saying like we would do shows and like you know keep in mind like making music within the subguys of indie you don't really it's not really like reaping any benefits from it. you're not really getting paid a lot of the time yeah. and that's <laughs> to say that there are, there now it's a lot different now than it was back then mm-hmm. there's different avenues now to be paid but you know i even offer paid opportunities you know for artists but that w- it wasn't always like that back then so we had to make our own money somehow you know what i'm saying people will try to sell merch but like Merch is not a consumable product, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like once somebody buys a shirt once, then like they're not gonna they're buy not gonna it. Buy exactly. Enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we um we just man, we me me and Dominic actually, you know, oddly enough, you know, back in the day I used to run this thing called Florida Fans Festival. It was a festival way back we way out of like months of water bowl. It was it was a really dope spot too. Like it was like a little mini man made beach and shit, man, mm-hmm. with stages. It was really fire, man. Um until Chan fucked it all up. So, you know, <laughs> It is. I guess he's still doing it. I mean, I'm so. Hey, just for the record, I haven't been involved with Florida Fans Fest since three. I'm just gonna say that right now. I'm tired of you niggas hitting me up, trying to get booked for it. It has nothing to do with me. It has <laughs> nothing to do with me. Don't don't worry about it, sweetheart. It ain't got nothing to do with me. But back when 
I was involved in it, man. Um, <laughs> we we got like an orange cooler, bro, back at the crib. We just go get a bunch of fucking like liquor. Just he made this yeah. shit called Death Juice or Death Potion or some yeah. shit, bro. And oh, it, that sounds scary. It was scary. It was it was nasty as hell. <laughs> it tasted it like, like uh, it. it tasted like Robitussin. Basically. That's exactly <laughs> what it tasted like. But my first variant, um, when I when I was doing just that, I was kind of some like a mixologist, man. So I'm just like, you know, really trying to make it taste good is my thing. Like, yeah, I can get you drunk, but like, I mean, anything can get you drunk, but right. can you make it taste good? So, you know, um, my first variant was called Yacht Juice. It's a nod to my ad lib I used to have in, in music. It's it's not it's irrelevant, but like uh that was like the basis for like what Ruby is now. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's um, kinda like mm-hmm. the original. Yeah, the original plan. original, yeah, for sure. Now granted, like it's it's a totally different thing now, but like that was like a the the, the conscious base of it all. But um moving forward, uh we were just moving around the city, man, just like uh, I I asked about four people. Uh, four tastemakers and four of my friends like yo like do you think this would be a good idea i want to kind of just like make drinks and sell them and shit and like only one from each camp like believed in the idea and said it like yeah it'd be a good idea everybody was like nah don't do that shit it sound like i think it's too much or blah blah or you're gonna get caught blah blah and i'm just like all right right even even my own girlfriend she was like she didn't believe in the idea either and I was like, all right, yeah, well, you know, that's just fuel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to show y'all, like, that I know what the fuck I'm doing for real, for real. I, my ideas matter. So literally, man, like, you know, to kind of keep it keep it concise, like, we were whipping around the city with mason jars, tape tops, and brown bags for a minute. I was even, <laughs> I was walking around with the duffel bag on my shoulder trying to get these phases off. I had, like, Ziploc bags of ice I would just throw on top of the phases to keep them cold and shit. And then I leveled up the coolers. And then um from there, man, I'm just, like, doing pop-up shops at, uh, Naptown Thrift, like not inside the building, like I don't want to get in trouble, but like we was doing outside. I was just like, "Yo, Aaron, you cool if I just pop my trunk outside your shit?" You know, what I'm saying make it like a focal point for people to meet up. He's like, "Yeah, that's cool, bro." But I had to stop doing that though because a mm-hmm. cop whipped around. He saw I had a line. He he whipped around. He was just like, "Yo, what are you doing? What are you selling?" I'm like, "It's lemonade. You want to come try it?" It's just juice. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I had a, I had a bluff. You know, what I'm saying I couldn't mm-hmm. tell this nigga I was bootlegging liquor out the trunk. You know, what I'm saying so. I'm just like, "Yo, hey, like, yeah, it's come, it's lemonade. Come try it." And then literally he was just like, no, you can't sell out here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right. So I just, I just like, he's like, you need to vacate. So I'm like, all right, cool, bet. But I couldn't do that anymore. So we just got heavy on the deliveries, man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Every weekend we was going up. We was moving like 40, 50 pieces a weekend, sometimes hundreds, depending on like, you know, a special flavor or something like that drop. And then um, from there, I got roped into doing like festivals, man. And like, you know, the first festival I ever did was this thing called Open Bite Night. I'll never forget. Row and E, shout out to them. They was the ones that kind of like opened up a space for me to um, be able to be a, be a part of that and be a highlighted vendor for that event. You know what I'm saying? And like, this is before I had actual employees, so I'm just hiring Dominic and Shady yeah. and, and Bay. I'm just like, yo, pull up. We finna, we finna get these Johns off. You know what I'm saying? This is back then when phases was like 15 bucks, though. You know what I'm saying? 15 bucks a pop. And like, I, I'll never forget, man. I'll never forget that um, Mary County Health Department came over to my table and they're just like, because I didn't have none of my shit. I didn't have my, my, my licenses, none of that shit. I didn't even. You just was doing it. I was just, I was just out here working, bro. I was hustling. My, my, my hustle hand was strong as fuck back then. I'm trying to make it. The tr- I'm, but currently into this day and age, I'm making the transition to a businessman. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to alleviate myself from doing things like under the table, cause like that's, that's not where my brand is anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in a much higher place, so I have to maneuver as such. Feel me? Mm-hmm. But um, really though, man, like I just never forget. They were like, they came over. They're just like you can't do this. Like, you need to fucking pack up. And I'm just like, all right, I'll pack up. And then, like, we waited for her to leave. 
And then we set the fuck back up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right. Yeah, real relax. We gonna leave. Yeah, then, and that be kind of came, it kind of like came a titular thing that we did um, with the phases. Like that was kind of like part of our brand. Like get in, get out. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? That's kind of like the whole uh, you see in like the cartoons. It's like can't catch the phase, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you could try as you might, but you can't catch them. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And you can't stop them either. Feel me? So it's like. We um no matter what like we we we're gonna succeed you know what I'm saying by any means necessary you know what I'm saying whatever means necessary but uh but now we're in a place now where everything's going according to plan um there's a lot of things in the works I'm not legally allowed to let you guys know at the point in time but like just know the distillery is coming a lot sooner than you guys think it is see you hear that yeah distillery it's, it's, yeah our diamond phases distillery is on its way um it's gonna be big it's gonna be great I'm really excited to um show you guys that is this one of the first distilleries in the city um one of the first black owned yeah black yeah. owned mm-hmm. distillery yeah but uh there there's definitely distilleries in the city but like not a lot of them are black owned um we have black owned wines uh shout out shake Michelle. that's actually mm-hmm. like she she's a playing a large part in w- the trajectory of where phases is going so shout that. out to nicole like i she's she's a blessing and i i, I love her dearly and i appreciate all that she's done to get me to this point or help in assisting getting me to this point. There's also like Moore's. Moore's is a, a black owned brewery, but I'm not like too familiar with their products, but shout out to them. I know that they did um, the uh, beer fest recently, the mm-hmm. October uh, beer oh, fest. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. at the Newfield. Yep, 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 yep. So, you know, they're, they're everybody's doing cool things. I'm just wanting to keep on adding value to this city because I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with doing here in Indy, man. They just, uh, they want to leave. They don't want to add to the infrastructure. They don't want to build to the infrastructure. They just want to leave and do their own thing, and that's fine. I mean, if you can't get it mm-hmm. out the mud here, then, I mean, like, I guess you might find success elsewhere, and I won't judge you for that. But, like, you can't shit on the city and be like, oh, there's nothing to do here, this and then a third, blah, 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 and then not add nothing to it. That. So, like, I'm always an advocate for my city. I'm going to stand ten toes on my city. I'm going to respect my city, and I'm going to show love to my city, and I'm going to do anything I can to uplift my city. Mm-hmm. This thing, this place made me, rather, you know what I'm saying, it's home. Yeah, I love I love my city and all of its demons and all of its heathens, bro. Like, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And even if you, you know, even if you leave, still, you just just reach funnel back. it back. Just funnel yeah, it back. It's, it's back. home. That's the thing. You don't shit on home, bro. You know, and and then when you do, and then you come back with your fucking tail tucked between your legs, I like you expect me to respect you or something. I can't do it. I just Facts. I won't do it. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But yeah. Black people in the spirits industry. I went to Invest Fest in August. Oh, okay. How was that? Dope. Fire. Fire. Any takeaways? Huge takeaways. Um, the most beautiful thing though was seeing so many black people in one place for education. Oh, okay. Yeah. And motivation and being uplifted. And so many like black owned businesses were there. Yeah. You gotta go next year. I mean, I'm interested for and sure. And you got to take phases. Yeah, absolutely. You need yeah. your booth. Uh, yeah, I, we, we can definitely get that going for yeah, sure. Yeah, you got to get a booth. Catering will definitely be available at that point. So, yeah, we can definitely yeah, look into you gotta that get a booth. for sure. Absolutely. But, like, the spirits industry, like, there's not a lot of us in the spirits industry. Not really. I mean. But it's a huge, like, it's a huge industry for us to start diving into because Diddy talked a lot about yeah. being in the spirits industry. And it was somebody else. I can't remember. But it was quite a few mm-hmm. people that were on panels that were talking about diving into the spirits industry. The, the market is very 
there's a lot of money to be made, you know, a lot, and that's that's why I've seen it. It's crazy, like. I don't know what it is, man. I think the universe just does weird things, man. Because I remember around the time when I started doing phases, I started seeing all these different rappers start doing popping about their own brands and stuff. And I'm just like, yo, like that's that's interesting how that works out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's almost like you know you, you you when you're intentional with your life, like things start showing up and signs start showing up to show that you're on the right path or trajectory. And I just thought that that was interesting. Like Snoop Dogg had his own wine. Yeah, but the difference though mm-hmm. between your brand and them was that they partnered. Yeah. Whereas your brand is oh, I'm actually a with it, yeah. your shit. Yeah, for sure. It's my <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I think that that definitely sets you apart. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. a lot, like I said, a lot of them partner with established mm. brands. But that's where Diddy has had a lot of issues now. He actually lost a lot of money dealing with a large spirits brand. Oh, really? Because, yeah, there's a mm. whole lawsuit and everything. He really couldn't even talk about it. It's the NBA. And he, you know, because he wanted to have control mm-hmm. over what they were doing because it had his name on it. Mm-hmm. But with Ciroc. Contract. Yeah. Contract. But, I mean, that's also the drawback to it not being your shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had people that try to buy phases, man. Like, um, not like buy phases. I mean, like, actually buy the brand. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, two people in particular do it or try or attempt and, you know, one of them was just a really low ball offer, so I know he didn't respect me for real. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't that he left me to be left me wanting because he still told me what I could do. He was just like, you know, if you really wanted to, you could sell this brand and just make another one if you really wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yeah, but I mean, no, phases is my baby, bro. This is my shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I, if, if I'm going to sell it, I'm going to make sure it makes sense. He's like, we'll give you 15 percent creative control. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, no, nah, it's not going to work for me. 15%? Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, that's not going to work for me, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's it's all good, but it's wasn't that wasn't going to fit for me. Nah, sorry, boss. Mm-hmm. wasn't going to fit for me. And I think that's the importance of us understanding mm-hmm. business for one. Yeah. For you to even know that that was a low bar offer. Yeah, bro. Because if the number's right, mm-hmm. a lot of people would have took the offer. Yeah, bro. Like not even like understanding. Like, they just would have been like, oh, you going to give me a six figures? <laughs> They don't care about the fifteen percent control. He was offering me five. It was five? it was it was a sick offer. Like it was disappointingly sick. This is what I'm saying. Like I don't think he respected me for real, for real. Couldn't like um, I'm learning now. Um, and I didn't know this prior, but I'm in the processes of learning. Thanks to him, actually, how to scale my business. And um, you know, that comes with a lot of in and outs of just like financial literacy that you need to teach yourself, and a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know they're like t- they'll have this conversation in their head about selling their business, but like they don't even really know how to price it for real, for real. No you know, and that's I think that that's something that like could be a resource for us to like you know what I'm saying really like feedback into, into yeah five feedback into the community man because it's like a lot of us like me even me at the age of thirty didn't know until like you know he's just like yo because he's he's a numbers guy mm-hmm. that's his whole thing bro so he's just like yo you need to start really diving into this stuff so that, you know, it'll be beneficial for you later when you can have these conversations, when you're in the room for these conversations, you know what I'm saying? When you're in these different rooms to have that kind of conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go in there, like, not necessarily like an idiot, but just, like, ignorant. You know what I mean? No, for real. Mm-hmm. I Even with my clients, I tell them I, as, as a service right? provider, mm-hmm. yeah, as a service provider and as your advocate, I need you to know just enough to be mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah. Like, I need you to know, like, when we walk into these rooms, you need to know what the lingo is. Mm-hmm. You need to know, because yep. I want you to know if you're getting a good or a bad mm-hmm. deal. Yep. So that's important. What gems would you have 
as far as that goes? What kind of like what tips would you give or what what do you look for? Um, it just kind of depends. So like the stuff that I'm involved in right now, I'm getting really big into real estate. I got my first rental property last December. Congrats. Um, I did a flip with my realtor and made some pretty good money off the last one. Um, you know, in case anything makes it to the IRS, we won't mention the dollar amount. Because uh, I didn't pay any taxes on it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even just things like that, right? Like, so I learned that if you hold property for two years, you don't actually pay taxes when you sell it for capital gains. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, you can actually defer your capital gains into another property and still not have to pay taxes on it. And you can continue mm-hmm. to buy multiple properties, right? Um, and that's really how people generate their wealth. I think the biggest thing is learning how to value what you're doing, how to, what wealth actually means and how to create generational wealth. Because most people don't actually know what wealth is or what it means. Mm-hmm. And just learning like the basics of something like that can change the perspective of how you navigate your own life. No, for real. Because financial literacy is not... I mean, I can't even say it's not top, but we just we don't know. We're new to this. It's imperative to learn. It's imperative to learn, and we've been playing Monopoly all these years. Yeah, for sure. Especially in the black community. Like yeah. yeah, we're we're behind economically just mm-hmm. because we weren't taught these things. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like now our generation, we just now kind of getting caught up. No, I agree. But it's also just like a want to learn. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There, there has to be a wantness to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. end of the day, like, you know, the whole, the whole concept of you know bring a horse to water but you can't make him drink mm-hmm. it's very valid in, in that stance especially within our community because like a lot of the time like you might have these situations where people don't have the resources or whatnot man but like even if they did have the resources on deck they don't utilize them to the, their advantage at all mm-hmm. and, and it becomes a thing or where the conversation is just like is it because you don't have the resources or is it because you just lazy as shit for real and you really don't want it or I think maybe we just, they don't understand the value. Mm, that could it. be a thing, too. Like, sometimes if you don't understand the value in a thing, mm-hmm. what's the point in knowing no, it? No, that's real. Because people, like, a lot of us come out of survival mode. True. So all we know is, like, get up, go to work, pay our bills. If my bills are paid, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that it supersedes me. It We got, like, you know, when you start having kids mm-hmm. or a lot of us have had, you know, we've been able to see like our parents now that our parents, a lot of our parents are getting older and realizing, oh, you didn't leave me anything mm-hmm. or there's no life insurance or I got to take Man. care of my parents mm-hmm. because they can't take care of themselves. Yeah. A lot of us are in that boat and we're like, OK, something ain't right. Yeah. There's got to be more to this than what we're seeing, because there's a whole cohort, a whole population of people that don't live like this. Right. And now we have the means to be able to see that because everybody's life is so open. Yeah. And I think in the black community, we've been sheltered. We only saw one mm. thing for so long. We weren't able to see how other people live. And now we see how other people live. And we're like, okay, what we doing over here ain't normal. Right. What yeah. are they doing? Mm-hmm, right. Because I need to learn that. That looks more like what we supposed to be doing. A lot of it's just product of your environment. Yeah. You know, so it's just like you, you only know what you know. You only know what you see. You only know what you experience. And you can only live or you can only maneuver based off of your experiences and stuff. So. I could definitely see what you're saying when you when you make it when you word it like that for sure. I just uh, I think that it it takes a lot, you know what I'm saying, to just like take the initiative to learn these things. You definitely. know what I mean? You have to want to learn them. You know what I mean? Because you know, we, I I I don't like the idea of just being you know negligent on things intentionally. You know, I feel like people just need to move with discernment and with intention. 
because mm-hmm. that's how you get that's how you achieve what you really want in life you know what i mean moving with intention so um i feel like if you really w- had to want to actually learn the financial lingo mm-hmm. then you would do it you know what i'm saying google is available to everybody you Definitely. know what i'm saying like youtube bro how do you think i started distilling youtube you know what i'm saying learn mm-hmm. how to learn how to make pota- potato mash into vodka youtube mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it, it's all about the wantness to learn especially if you're passionate about it you know what i'm saying and you know I feel like a lot of people that that falls on deaf ears when it's just like, bro, like you you're you're not happy with where you're at, but you have all the tools that you could at your disposal to change it. We do now, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. We it's gotta not change like what's yeah. cool. I think I think though in our generation mm-hmm. now we're changing what cool looks like. Mm-hmm. We're changing what's popping. Yeah, being broke, like broke is a mindset, mm-hmm. and I think that that broke mindset, a lot of us ain't going for it no mm-hmm. more. Status yeah. quo is not cool no more yeah for sure it's whack yeah and i think that we're understanding like there's a whole layer beyond what we're being fed yeah absolutely i would agree and and i love that for us i think that that's where the level up is happening Mm -hmm. for sure i would agree yeah definitely because i think the people that are really doing something are out here out here yep yep i just feel like every day you should be taking a step towards accomplishing your goals for me even if it's some, no matter what capacity it is you just be should be taking your step in some capacity you know what i mean and um definitely yeah so because if you're not what are you doing exactly you know and, and you're not your life's not going to change you know nobody's going to save you you know mm-hmm. what i mean that's the thing that i think a lot of people need to hear and just understand and really like digest nobody's going to save you nobody's you know I mean? coming to save exactly you. so you have to make a way on your own and if and if not, then it is what it is. I also, something I've been trying to like instill into um, my fiance as well is just like, you know, nobody's gonna, nobody in this world cares more about your pockets than you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you want more money, you need to speak up. If you want to make more money, then you got to take the initiative to do so. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna be like, oh well, I feel like Cassie deserves more money. Like it's just not gonna happen. That's not the no. way the world works. So it's like. Nobody's going to care. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out here and get it. Yeah. Even if it's a situation where, like, if you are investing money into something, like, whether that's just, like, I don't know, getting a car fixed, whatever the fuck, right? It's just like, yo, like, they're going to try to maximize their pockets as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? They're not worried about yours. Nobody cares about your money. You know what I'm saying? More than you. You know what I'm saying? So if you lose money, it's like, oh, they care about it. The wrong people care about it because they want to take Mm -hmm. your money and put it in their pockets. Right. Exactly. They, they care. They care. If it's gonna maximize their, their shit, but like they don't care about your money though, no. like like your like whatever your financial situation is, like nobody cares about your pockets more than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like make it make sense, bro. You know what I mean? Like put Facts. put things in order and start putting things in, in in order to where like you can actually like grow and benefit from it. You know what I mean? Live over living over surviving. Yep, yep, yep. Like it's time that we like mm-hmm. that's. That's the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Yeah. Being sure. rich is short term. Mm-hmm. Being wealthy is generational. Facts. Like when you rich, I'm I'm rich today. I have the things. But when I'm wealthy, my kids, kids, kids get to have eat, the yep. things, get to eat, get mm-hmm. to like you change your family trees through wealth, Facts. not riches. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that is something else that we're learning. Do you now. feel like uh do you feel like you'll see a million dollars in your life, Sam? Yeah, I know I'm gonna see a million dollars. I'm already a millionaire. I just haven't had it's not in my hands yet. I feel you. Yeah, I respect that for sure. Yeah. 
I'm already. I've I've been. I haven't had a millionaire mindset since I was a kid. I fuck with that. I just. I'm not touching. It. It's not tangible in my mm. bank account yet, but it's already <laughs> in. It's in my path. For sure. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's written. Yeah. Uh, I say. I say. Um. So. Um. I I say that you know, or I ask because like I know that really at the end of the day, if you ask anybody that, majority of the time, like most people are gonna say yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like, very rarely is it a, like a thing where people are self aware. To where it's just like nah, and, I, and I'm not saying like you won't because no. I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna see it. But I'm just saying like you know, yeah. In the in the instance of just like you know, people don't really understand what it takes to make a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like like there mm-hmm. there is so much that goes into that. You know what I mean? And yeah. like that 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 goal. You know what I'm saying? People like the idea of it, right? Right. But like they don't even have it in the cards as far as like their blueprint to even have. Like they accumulate that kind of wealth, you know what I'm saying? Like that, it's a million dollars, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, most black men specifically, like there's a very small percentage. Like I'm talking minuscule, like one percent of black men in America make six figures. You know that? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not a million dollars. That's six mm-hmm. figures. That's just a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's just, but it's crazy. It's like seventy yeah. percent of people will tell you like they're gonna see a million. You yeah, know what I mean, it's just like and a lot of us will see a million dollars over a lifetime. Yeah, and that's but yeah. not at one time. Mm, not at one time. Yeah, I think I just think it's important to to um not to necessarily tamper your expectations, but I think it's important to like you know if you're gonna say that, then there should be like you know works to go into that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's that's the biggest thing. Like I. All my friends tell me they're gonna make a million dollars. Right there. I want to make a million dollars. I'm just like, and he he's the wor- he's worse than me because he's he's yeah. just a blunt one. So he's all like, just, he's drilling him. He's like, how are you gonna do it? Uh, <laughs> no, how, how are you gonna do it? And that's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. I you have to have a tangible plan. Yeah, like I know, like right. a million. How much is a million dollars? How much do you need to make in a month mm-hmm. to see that million dollars? Exactly. To see six figures, mm-hmm. what is that in a month? Okay, so I need to make. If I want to make six figures, I know I need to make around over eight thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. how am i make eight thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. like you need to break it down into a plan mm-hmm. and like exactly if you're not doing that then you're not gonna see a million you're not gonna bro. see it you're not gonna see a million bro yeah you know what I'm saying? like i don't um so i feel like uh i feel like I, I will see a lot of money in my time span with phases uh i think that in the beginning stages of things i will i will live to see a few distilleries open up um and I'll see the beginning stages of the empire that it's going to be, but I don't think that I will see a million. I think that um, my kids' kids will see millions. You know what I'm saying? That's just like that's me being realistic and just understanding like how everything works and being um, conscientious of just. I like, disagree. A lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just trying to like I, I live Mm-mm. within the realm of like what makes sense for me. You know what I mean? So I know because you're a Virgo, you can't yeah, help I, it. Yeah, I guess you know what I'm saying. You can't like, help it. <laughs> I'm very but logical and, and and intentional. You know what I'm saying with my thought processes and what I think. But because you're logical and intentional, that's mm-hmm. what's gonna get you there. Yeah, I hope so. So you need to shoot up here. I'm shooting. Oh, don't 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 get me wrong, baby girl. I'm sh- I'm shooting high <laughs> as hell. But I also, you know what I'm saying? I'm very aware and self aware of where I'll land. You know what I mean? You gotta be mindful of time and money, right? For so sure. like let's say each distillery brings in two hundred K, right? If you have that's five years to touch a million. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only thirty, Tyler. Yeah, no. So if you have that's three distilleries really. doing that, man, you're gonna touch a million in two years. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's scaling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The more yeah. you, the, the bigger you scale, it just becomes a numbers game. 
No, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think it's realistic. I think there's a realistic path to being able to touch a million. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, it's just a matter of once you touch it, how much of it do you keep, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to be dumping it back into the business. Yeah, you're gonna for be sure. Having fun. You're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, FaceTiming us from Italy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like you won't be there with me. You know. <laughs> we'll see, but um, you just got to keep in mind, like you actually have a plan and a path. And a way to hit that. Mm. Yep. You'll kind of know more realistically once you open that distillery and see how much you're bringing in. You see those numbers, man. Because it could blow you away, man. There's some distilleries that do make a million in a year. Yeah, for sure. There is definitely some. And then you got to think, like, once you get to the point where you got, like, the warehouse and you, like, outsourcing, Mm -hmm. it's like, like, your business is scalable. And he owns his masters, y'all. It's his shit. It's my shit. (laughs) He ain't got. Can't he's not contracting. Owning the masters. Right. <laughs> he, you own your shit. Yeah, absolutely. So anybody that wants to work with you, you get to name the price. Yep. Facts. So, I mean, like for example, that's why you need to be at InvestFest. Mm-hmm. Diddy is into spirits. Mm-hmm. You get into those type of rooms, mm-hmm. and you get sponsors like that that are already into your game mm-hmm. that have billions to spend and yeah. want to support black businesses. That's a good point. A million is nothing. That million yeah, is nothing. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't need to have a few hundred million. Type shit, yeah. This is just about getting in the right room. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody needs to invest in an accountant. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you, everybody needs to invest in somebody 100%. that for 100%, bro, because I feel like Dealing with that amount of money on your own can be exhausting, bro. Like, just, yeah, it's just a lot to deal with, bro. Like, half the time, whenever we do events, like uh, festivals, especially, bro, like when he starts like hiking up in, 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 in income, I'm just like, all right, bro, somebody, somebody else needs to touch this, bro. It's, it's coming from all different ways. I'm drowning in my own funds. It's crazy. But you work better, though, in my opinion, in business, you work better when you allow people to work to their strengths and yeah, you know sure. what your strengths are mm-hmm. you the face of your brand mm-hmm. so that's that's your strength yeah is to be out here put your feet to the pavement make the product test the product you don't have to do the numbers good entrepreneurs delegate yep mm-hmm. facts mm-hmm. hire people to do the stuff that hire, you're not good at yep. Yep. or facts. just don't want to do because no, even yeah, if you're skilled do. at it it doesn't mean you enjoy doing it nah, facts. and you're not going to do it well because mm-hmm. It does. It's not what you want to do. Exactly. And I'm like even with my it. real estate business, I hate paperwork. Mm-hmm. I'm good at it. But you don't like doing it. But I hate doing it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to write contracts. I don't want to do any of the back end paperwork. So I hire somebody to do that. No, yeah, I, I feel that. I definitely feel I that. I can. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. don't want to. <laughs> definitely. I want to do the parts I like. No, yeah, facts. And now I just want to create. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's kind of like what I feel like the meaning of life is anyway. To create in all facets, like create life, create mm-hmm. infrastructure. So like I just I like that part more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the uh, the numbers game. It gets lost on me. I mean, I, I'm I'm familiar with it. I'm you know what I'm saying I know how to manage it. It's just not like what I like to do. It you know stifles the creativity yeah, for sure, definitely. It's like and then just like the legal, the legal backing behind all of it is also exhausting. I mean, I'm just now in good standing with Excise. You know what I'm saying? Um, we have a good relationship, good working relationship. Me and Michelle, she has my direct line. We be joking with each other all the time. <laughs> That's good though. <laughs> Michelle, your phone died. Yeah. That's okay. They're going to have to tune in on the actual episode. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel that. But yeah, what else you got going on, though? What do I have going on? Just this. Jumping back into doing the podcast. I'm glad that you're back to doing it, too. I know. I missed it. It was just, 22 was just a weird mm-hmm. era. 
Understandable. It was a weird little, weird little time just trying to figure it out. Like I said, I I turned 37 this year, but mm. I feel like I hit another phase of my life. Pun intended. Pun it, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I'm different. My mom said every seven years you go through a thing. So mm. it's, I wasn't surprised, but it was like I had to refigure out what I wanted, who I was, and all that yeah. all over again. Yeah. So I think, like, now I'm like, I need to get back into doing this because it's important. Yeah. It's important to tell the stories. Like, I had a guest on earlier this week. We were talking about the importance of telling stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody's story is important. And mm-hmm. podcasting, to me, is stories. And I get so tired of watching all these podcasts. Yeah. Everybody has an opinion about something. Yeah. And I'll be annoyed by mm-hmm. the same conversations over and yeah. over again yeah. that are usually not positive mm-hmm. or productive mm-hmm. for our community and distracting. So I want to be the change. I love that. I have think, man, positive conversations. facts. Everybody got a podcast nowadays, but like podcast mm-hmm. is the new rap. Mm-hmm. And, it um, is. And, and like that, don't get me wrong, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. I think that, uh, it's okay to like want to tell your story or, mm-hmm. or vocalize your viewpoint on things, but it's, it's kind of becomes moot point. It's just like nonsense. You know what I mean? Like don't it get me is. wrong. I like, I like salacious shit too. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I can definitely get behind the entertainment. You just can't overindulge in that. You can't overindulge. And also you can't, there, there has to be like a point in it. You have to, there has to be a mm-hmm. takeaway from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're just, spouting out nonsense bro like anybody can do that bro and like that's the thing a lot of people think they're interesting yeah like, it's like not, not it's like a lot, everybody feels like they're their main character and it's like yeah but yeah. not really you know what I'm i don't know yeah like not everybody has a main character no, fact. so it's like you know they want to hop on the mic and and you know feel like everybody's interested in what they have to say and it's just like i mean do you, yeah do you have any sort of draw to you outside of just spewing out ignorance you know what i mean like our community is in such a fragile state now too mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of a lot of the content that we're producing is almost dangerous because it's divisive. Mm-hmm. And it's like you really have to be aware, especially in our community, what you're putting out, because we allow too many people in our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody shouldn't be invited to the barbecue and hear our <laughs> own personal family turmoil yeah and it's one thing to tell your story it's another thing to do things for attention Mm -hmm. yep and i think that's that's where i see the problem with a lot of the content that's put out now Mm -hmm. yeah um i think my platform is less about like i don't want to be the main character on this platform okay it's more so like i said about giving other people a platform to be able to tell their stories while putting out something positive. Yeah. I want somebody to listen to every single episode and learn something or yeah, take something sure. away mm-hmm. or leave a gym to go tell somebody else to be able to better your sure. community. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I want to do. I want to give other people the platform. Yeah, and I'll be learning from every guest that I have on. Mm-hmm. So I think you're just uh, very yeah. good at using discernment whenever you bring somebody on. I appreciate that. Sure. I appreciate sure. that. It's very intentional, the guests that I have on. Very, I'm very intentional. Because mm-hmm. believe it or not, I've had quite a few people ask since we bought the podcast back. Mm-hmm. And you had a decline. 
respectfully. <laughs> it'd it be yeah, like that though. It'd be like that. And I mean, it's not it's not to shit on or hate on anybody, no, but it just, it just has it to be match. in alignment. Yeah, exactly. It definitely has to be in alignment, if and I gotta have something brand. to talk to you about. Hey, that too. That too. I gotta that have too. something to talk to you about. Like, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. Everybody thinks they're important. Yeah, or just wants the platform, and it's like, I mean, I I appreciate that and then there's some people in our circle that probably are expecting me to ask them that i haven't asked that's what i'm saying <laughs> so bro. it's like that's that self-entitlement shit though yeah and it's like well you my friend i want i want to have you on the podcast like, but what that mean <laughs> i mean i i appreciate you mm-hmm. but i want to have people on my podcast that i know have something have a value add mm-hmm, to sure. my to my people yeah Absolutely. It just has to be in alignment. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's important when when you're picking guests too, because <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody right. thinks they're important, bro. So it's just no, like I think I think a lot of times when you're friends with somebody, they feel like they have because they have access to you, and, mm-hmm. and within the, the confines of your friendship, they feel like they have access to your brands as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's not that's not how it works. Well, so it's not one and the same. It's not one and the same, bro. At all, it, yeah. it has to make sense. It has to be in alignment, bro. Like you said, it just yeah. it has to make sense. Like um. I can I can give you multiple stories and situations, man. It just it's like we're going and we're here to put the city on. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, I'm definitely here to put the city on, but yeah, I, I'm not focused on building up Indianapolis per se. I want to build up my community That's because fair. my flat my platform is reaches past Indianapolis. Yeah, 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 for sure. We got listeners in Germany, we got listeners in Nigeria, we got listeners in ten different countries Locked across in, the world. So. Like I, people are really paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge platform by any stretch, but I'm also aware that you know. No, I say that you. It's a huge platform. It, it's a huge platform. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a huge platform. We talking about? Okay. It's owning, a huge owning the masters is a huge platform. I said it here. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I, as phases, it's gonna be a huge brand. It's gonna we gonna knew it was gonna pop. Period. He's about <laughs> to be on the commercials. Exactly. You already know. Exactly. I'm with it. Phases X Bad Boy. There it is. Yep. <laughs> there it is. We love it. Phases X Do Say. All that. All that. All Renaissance that. tour. You got to see Phases. Yeah, facts. You are gonna see it. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually like a real thing too. Cause no, like, for real. We um with with the new catering license, we're gonna be we're gonna have accessibility to do a lot more cooler things with Phases. Phases is going in a very like sharp incline. It's it's gonna be great, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. excited about it. I'm just doing the hurdles and all that shit now. You know what I'm saying? When you when you do things legally, um. And on the table, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game. You, got, you have to maneuver or, or under a whole different set of rules that you wouldn't have to if you were doing it under the table. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, like under the table was fun. You know what I'm saying? It was part of the aesthetic and all that. Like I, like I was telling yeah. you earlier, but it's grassroots. But it's it, you really see the growth and potential of like where you can really take the business when you do everything like by the book. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And don't get me wrong, like I disagree with a lot of the. F- fucking shit you gotta do you know what i'm saying i think yeah. it's, i think a lot of it's just stupid but like um i do it though you know what i'm saying i do it because like i know that i do you do what you have to do what i tell right. you earlier you do what you can do and then you do what you have to you do. you do what you gotta do so you can do what you want to exactly. do that's what i tell my kids all the time mm-hmm. do what you gotta do so you can do what you want to do and then you let god handle the rest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's been the hardest thing about going from a hustling nigga to a, a businessman man I, it's, like <laughs> I, it's like i said bro so like 
having eyes on you, bro. That's the thing. It's like so when um when we was just, when we were just moving that hooch, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like just just some bootlegging ass niggas, bro. Like quiet as kept. <laughs> Like, we was on that, bro. It's like, you can't catch us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we set up, mm-hmm. get it off, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, there's no name to it. You, you can't yeah. find me. You know what I'm saying? Like, good luck. But now it's a whole thing where just like, now that I'm literally registered, it's like, any event. It's a brand. Yeah, any event that I do, they're inquiring, calling me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's rather, like, bro, a year ago, if Excise or ATC called my phone, I'd be shitting the brick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not not the chief of excise got my main number, my my yeah. main contact. He called me and shit. Like even with um with Daptoberfest, that was a whole thing, man. Like, you know, um, we're used to just like setting up and getting the fuck out of here, right? You know what I'm saying? But like we did Daptoberfest. That was the first time we did Daptoberfest legally, like the way we were supposed to do it. And mm-hmm. um it was it was a little bit more it was harder, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. just the the laws of, of what how the confides of how liquor work operates when there's four other liquor vendors is is it's not it's not oh I it doesn't do, yeah. yeah it doesn't work for the phases formula we we made it work but it doesn't mm-hmm. technically work for the phases formula plus it was raining and shit man it was just I know I mean shout shout out shout out Don man I really do appreciate him for bringing me on and always looking and out for me was, and being you considerate. know what even with the weather being what it is. It was still a dope event, and I want to yeah. get him on the podcast. You should. He's I want great. To get him on. Yeah, he he's great. He really is great, man. I I, respect, I have a lot of respect and admiration for Dom. He's the he's things solid, that he's doing in mm-hmm. this city. It's like Black Expo could never. Oh, and I never. hate it's that's never respectfully. respectfully, respectfully, respectfully. But what I love about it is like Black Expo was confined to like this one area mm-hmm. it was like one e- one big event one area only downtown what he's done is like took his platform and it's all over the city yep mm-hmm. we do events here there and everywhere yep. shout out don't sleep <laughs> yes i love it and yeah. it's like i think that it's a different type of community that he's creating yeah, with his events for yeah. sure because i was like my daughter and i my daughter had a tea business a couple years ago mm-hmm. and we were doing his events when he first kind of was getting started and surprisingly that's it's huge for networking mm-hmm. a lot of the people yep. i know i know from his events, events. Mm-hmm. Yep. him and tevin yep shout out tevin yeah him and tevin and like just being in those rooms and that's what that's the importance of networking and community mm-hmm. like i have so many business friends now because of doing those events yeah for sure and so like don't sleep on nah. don't sleep on doing local events for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. I think um networking is gonna be a key component and really like uplifting the not only the visibility of your brand, but also just like the whole conscious like being of your brand. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, bro, if like people aren't aware of the face, it's like why would you support? Like I very rarely do I wanna support somebody somebody's brand who I've never seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I don't know a name to a face very rarely, do I want to actively support it, right? You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, like, you got to be, like, front and center like I am. Like, you ain't got to be explosive mm-hmm. energy like Faisal. But, like, you know, I, I do want to know you. You know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. know what I'm supporting. You know what I'm saying? I think that's I the difference. Like, mm-hmm. that's how marketing, I think that's how social media has changed marketing. Mm-hmm. Because just think about when we were coming up. You had like Frosted Flakes. Mm-hmm. You had what well, General Mills brand. You mm-hmm. had Johnson and Johnson brand. We ain't never seen Johnson or mm-hmm. the people that own General Mills. Yeah. But now, I think that 
that's why the smaller brands took off the way they do mm. because there's a face to them. Exactly. Cardi yeah. B got big because we felt like we knew Cardi before Facts. we knew her. Her personality like she, sold it. Yeah, she created her brand on Instagram long mm-hmm. before she was a thing. Milano DeRue, she got a whole uh, clothing line. Mm-hmm. People like Milan. Exactly. That's why they buy her clothing mm-hmm. line. Like people want to know. The, the brain yeah the exactly it, it it makes it a more intimate experience you know what i mean and it makes it more feel like you're, you're not just supporting or just like spending dollars but more so like you're investing back into you somebody know somebody you know exactly you know and it's like a, yeah exactly it's it's an experience mm-hmm. uh i remember um you know shorty that did my L organics yeah you know i sold phases to her directly at hot boys and oh. didn't even know Really? Didn't even know, bro. Yeah, her brand. But, but watch out a Wildstar. He got a picture right. of it. I was like, that's dope as hell. And mm-hmm. I didn't know until people were hitting me up. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm just like, oh, what, what's going on? <laughs> You're like, who is he? They're like, no, nah, like, I literally sold yeah. I sold that specific flavor really? to her directly. Yep. See? Mm-hmm. And Wildstar got it on many. camera, too. He got it on camera, too. It's on, yeah, because she's from Indiana. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if she's from Indianapolis per se. I but think I she think is from Indianapolis. Is she? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. But now, multi-million dollar brand. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. I use my yo, goddamn it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same. Yeah. So it's it was that was dope. I was like, yo, I'm selling directly to a millionaire. That's yeah. dope. But you people know, know her. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and because they know her, they know her brand. Mm-hmm. Even like like Tabitha Brown, she's a genius. Okay. Yeah. Tabitha Brown's whole brand is because we know her. Mm-hmm. Like she's Auntie Tab. Exactly. Like she in Target now. She's done shows, but. People started off because we know, like, and trust her. That's what they teach us in real estate marketing. Mm-hmm. People want to do business with people that they trust. know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Know, like, and trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There and it is. And social media is that. So I, I really, I like that. And again, that's something that's going to set you apart. Mm-hmm. And with these bigger brands, like, like I said, a lot of people, A, a lot of uh, millionaires and billionaires in the spirits industry partner with a white brand yeah mm-hmm. to put their products out and you just come shop with me that's what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. but then also you know those brand owners like we don't know them facts they put the black person mm-hmm. they put the face mm-hmm. out there you are the face yeah i i hate the whole dance monkey routine bro it's kind of exhausting. but you don't have to do that you don't you don't have to you gotta be you yeah it's, a lot of people in the in the major industries right now capitalize on just like our culture consistently mm-hmm. and it's it's actually kind of daunting to see you know what i'm saying like that's the way it, it's set it's, up it, the way i hate the whole it's cool to be black i hate that it's just like like it just our mm-hmm. culture is being not necessarily robbed of us because i feel like we're we've always been open you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. to sharing these tidbits and letting people like infiltrate like infiltrate unfortunately but like uh I think I think it's just like a testament to our characters. I think that's just who we are. We didn't have a choice though. Yeah, exactly, that plays a large part too. We didn't have a choice, so that's all we know. Mm-hmm. So that that for sure. But like just seeing it be abused is just like it's just daunting, bro. It's just and we're taking it back mm-hmm. though. Yeah, we try. Yeah, absolutely. We taking it mm-hmm. back. Like American culture is black culture. Exactly, a thousand percent. <laughs> we we built this shit on our backs, bro. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? Like no, for real. Literally. When you think of anything in American culture, it always stems back. Yeah, it's rooted in black, black culture, bro. especially music. Everything, music, the, the fashion, lingo. Mm-hmm. lingo, everything. We are a culture. Black is culture. No, really. Literally, we don't put that shit on a shirt. <laughs> black is culture. We don't. It's coming. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 
it like we literally are the culture. We dope. Everything we do got sauce on it. Period, bro. Nobody can often imitate and never duplicate it. <sighs> Say that shit again. <laughs> like you can't do it like we do it. They try. No, yeah, yeah. Could never. I, yeah. I, I love that. I love that part of our lingo. They could never. Yeah. <laughs> they could never. That's one of my. That's, I love that. I love never. that. That's why I said. Bro, period. Could never. Come on now. Never. Say that shit. It's the truth for no, real. No, for real. We put sauce on everything we do. For sure. I was you, watching. Uh, um, go ahead. I was watching this little boy earlier. He was like maybe 15. And he was just explaining like culture is the language, is fashion, is food, is music. Mm-hmm. Like, think about any of those four categories that black mm-hmm. culture does not dominate. Exactly. We, are do- we dominate all of them. All of it. All of it. make up a huge part of like. U.S.'s economy as well is their like music is a huge export to the United States. Entertainment, mm-hmm. think about sports, all the different sports mm-hmm. that we dominate and are the face of, mm-hmm. but don't own. Yeah, it's so why owning yeah. your masters, owning what you have, on, is extremely important. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, it is. It is. Yeah, man. You I see my shirt, and these are on the on the store. It says, "On where you live." On where you work, on where you play. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do. Hell yeah. Real estate, entrepreneurship, investing. Owning the masters. Yeah. <laughs> Real estate is the most important place to start. Like the biggest source of like closing the wealth gap and like kind of just creating generational wealth is real estate because you can pass that house down to your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can tap into the equity and take care of different things and invest with it. It's just. You definitely got to start there. I think that's the it's the big mm-hmm. hurdle, but once you pass it, there's so much opportunity on the other side of it. Yep, that's why I got into being a realtor because I wanted to learn. Yeah, I wanted to just learn the ins and outs of what real estate was, and that's absolutely true. What is it? Ninety percent of the world's richest people built their wealth through real estate. Mm-hmm. And that's not just houses. It's not just buying a house. It's land too. So even if you may not be able to afford buying a house per se, take that. I know a lot of y'all got kids (laughs) and a lot of y'all get tax returns, Mm -hmm. tax refunds, and y'all take them $10,000, $12,000 and y'all go buy a whole bunch of BS. You know you can get a plot of land, even if it's not a big plot of land. You can go get a plot of land for under Mm $10,000 and just sit on it. Somebody's going to want it. Somebody's going to want it. Land builds equity and appreciates 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Real estate always appreciates. The speed at which it appreciates varies. Mm -hmm. But over time, real estate is going to appreciate 100% of the time. For sure. So he ain't lying. Like, that's how you close the the wealth gap. Take that gym, man. For sure. Take that gym. Lock in. Yeah. Real estate. Yeah. And that's why where we have not always had the ability or access to be able to mm. buy land or yeah. real estate either. And now we do. So if you, you know, if you do have the coins, and I'm catching y'all early because this episode will be airing prior to tax time. So Woo. y'all going to hear this message before Facts. tax time. And don't forget that Be The Boss told you, take that tax refund, fix your credit if you want to buy a house, or just take Five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars, and buy you a plot of land for cash. Make sure this episode drops, though. <laughs> <laughs> this episode gonna drop because Chris gonna make sure I get it. Oh, there Chris it is. gonna have it to me by tomorrow, there it Tuesday is. at the very latest, because he be on it. Shout out, Chris. 
Also, shout out Creator Saving, man. This is a dope spot. This is a dope spot. For sure. Yeah, you got to let him give you the tour when we're done. Because yeah, he sure. got a whole event space in the back. That's kind of what I was seeing when I was looking uh-huh. it up on uh, on Google. I was like, damn, there's a lot of shit going on here. Yeah. We're going to shout out Chris. Y'all don't, y'all don't see him, but he be here every episode. He in the cut. Behind the scenes, running everything. <laughs> Keeping everything on lock. Making sure that I don't look crazy on camera. Uh, what do you tell you? He would. Okay. He, he gonna would let tell you know? me. Yeah, he gonna let me know. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that because you gotta make sure, man. Real friends, you know. real friends, make sure you don't look crazy real, on camera. Real niggas do real things for Not real. For, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, y'all. Well, we are going to close out this episode. We dropped a whole lot of gems. I hope y'all had y'all's pen and paper. Y'all learned about scaling businesses. Y'all learned about real estate. Y'all learned about financial literacy. Y'all learned about going from a hustling ass nigga to being a businessman. Mm-hmm. All from Faisal. So not just me. My friends yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> and then get you some phases because he gonna drop a link. We gotta yeah, figure out some sure. sort of like streamline way. Yeah, you to gotta get let me online. do a drop or something. Nah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely. Let me do a drop. Yeah, no. Be a brand ambassador. We we could we could talk about it. We could talk, we about, talk it. about it. For sure. We could definitely <laughs> talk about it. Absolutely. You know, you know, you're the only person on the podcast that's def- that's asked that I'm just kind of like, yeah, we could probably do that. And then like, there's some people I'm just like, nah. I was hey. <laughs> I'm just like, nah. <laughs> I feel like you would tell them in real time though. Oh yeah, I'm very vocal about how I feel about shit. I mean, but you know what though? Usually, I won't lie. If it's on, if it's on air, I'm nice about it. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll figure it out. But like, you know, once it's offline, I'm just like, yeah, nah, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> See, <laughs> that, was, that was never gonna be a thing, bro. They always hit me up though. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's call it. Tell yeah. us where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Talib Faisal. My name is uh, T-A-L-E-B-F-A-Z-L-E. That's how you spell it. I know it's a little complicated because it's unique. And then on Instagram, you can follow me at uh, Faisal Rocks Halos. So it's F-A-Z-L-E Rocks Halos. And then um, also my business page would be uh, Diamond Phases. But like that's like P-H-A-S-E-S. So Diamond Phases on Instagram as well. And um. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And you'll find all the links in the description. You'll, yep, you'll find it all, yep. So you can purchase. Hit me up, man. I'm a nice guy. I'm probably the <laughs> nicest guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'm so kind. <laughs> <laughs> he is, though. Don't. don't I really am nice. From group chat, something else. No, um, the group chat is so mean <laughs> to me, bro. I don't know what the hell, bro. They just treat me like I'm a menace. I'm like, I'm, I'm really not. All right, y'all. Well, y'all know where to find us. You can find us at Owning the Masters on all social media platforms and all podcast streaming platforms. And we will see y'all next time. Owning the Masters.